No matter how busy we are, how can we make the most of our lives each day? By spending quality time together or spending time giving back. However you spend each day, spend it doing what matters to you with Debit MasterCard. Because a life well spent is truly priceless. Learn more at mastercard.ie. Down to business on News Talk. Sponsored by Bank of Ireland. Here to support your business as it keeps building for years to come with dedicated business teams. Now, on Down to Business, I often have the pleasure of speaking to some of the most interesting, engaging people in the world of business, and my next guest certainly fits into that bracket. Sharon Lecter is an entrepreneur, a philanthropist, motivational speaker, chartered global management accountant, and co author of the best selling Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and a staggering 22 other books. Sharon is a keynote speaker at this year's Pendulum Summit, taking place on April 26th and 27th at the RDS in Dublin, and she joins me now. Welcome to the programme, Sharon. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you so much. I'm delighted to be with you. Now, we might start where it all began. Can you tell our Irish listeners here a little bit about yourself and what it is you do? Well, thank you so much. Actually, today happens to be a pretty special day. It's the 25th anniversary of the release of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. Um, I dedicated myself to financial literacy and financial education back in 1992 and started working with school systems. And fast forward a few years, I met Robert Kiyosaki and helped him commercialize his game cash flow. And during that process, he asked me to be his partner, and we wrote Rich Dad Poor Dad actually to sell the board game, and it kind of took on a life of its own, and we ended up writing 15 books together. But I have I started my career as a CPA, and but grew up in a very entrepreneurial home. So I met the inventor of the first talking children's book, and left public accounting to help build that around the world, and did. Um, realized that back in the 1980s, late 80s, that Kids didn't have technology, and so, yeah. believe it or not, dinosaur days. And um, we said, well, how can we get parents to trust us? And so with the talking book industry, we um, aligned with little companies like Disney, Warner Brothers, Sesame Street, and took that around the world. And I was able to take what I learned there to help us build and expand the rich dead. And um, later, I had the honor of serving two presidents. President Bush and President Obama on the topics of financial literacy. And then I, during the economic downturn in 2008, the Napoleon Hill Foundation reached out to me and asked me to help reinvigorate the teachings of Napoleon Hill. So it's kind of been a journey of mine. And I always tell people sometimes you have to close a door for other doors of opportunity to open. And I'm excited. I've had incredible opportunities around the globe to continue supporting people and finding that uh, financial well-being to elevate that and to help them find that net one thing they can do to make their financial lives better. Um, that's absolutely fascinating. Can we just go back to Rich Dad Poor Dad book, uh, 25 years, as you say, just some of the, 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 the kernel points within that book, uh, the myth that you need to earn a high income to become rich, uh, that your house is an asset. Can we talk about a few of those things? Most certainly. It really is. You know, when you think about um, we are taught in school to work for money, time for money, and, and not we are not taught to buy, build, or create income-producing assets. And that's a major issue. And that's my superpower. I help people open their eyes to the possibilities. And in Rich Dad, Poor Dad, we talk about, um, you know, not 
running on the rat race, not running on that wheel of, of a job. And if you need more money, asking for overtime or looking for a second job. We talk about the importance of taking control of your financial life and buying, building, creating income producing assets and let the assets pay for your toys. You know, there's good debt and there's bad debt and good debt helps you accelerate your wealth. Bad debt holds you back and keeps you from experiencing the joy of life. And when it comes to money, you're either a in control of your money or it's in control of you. But at the end of the day, it is not what you do for your paycheck. It is what you do with your paycheck that determines your financial future. There are a lot of people who make a lot of money who are broke because they they spend it all or they get themselves in debt. There are people who don't make that much money, but they have used the money to invest and to build their financial health that are financially free. So it's really important to understand the power of money. Are you going to be in control of your money or is it going to be in control of you? Sharon, can I ask you, as you travel the world, do you see the same issues in in every country? Is is the kind of financial illiteracy quite staggering in most places that you go? It is definitely a global issue. No matter what your address is, no matter what language you speak, (laughs) Um, we, we, as a global society, the educational systems were created to help generate and create employees during the industrial age so that you can follow directions and run machinery. And we've never, we, we've been very, very slow to evolve to understand that entrepreneurship is very important to teach, um, getting people to understand how to manage money instead of having it manage them. And it, it is I've I talk to mothers and fathers and entrepreneurs and CEOs all over the globe, and it's a universal issue. It's one of the biggest issues for um, employee absenteeism is financial stress. So yes, it's 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 right. unfortunately something that impacts people all over the world. Can I ask you about uh, sudden wealth syndrome uh, and what it is and how you avoid it? Yes. Sudden wealth syndrome is when you come into a large amount of money, it might be inheritance, it might be a lottery winning, or you might be a, you know, a young individual who just signed a multi-million dollar contract in a sports arena. What happens is if you've never understood the power of money or how to control it, it takes control over you. All of a sudden you buy the fancy new house, the fancy new cars. All of a sudden you have a whole lot more friends who are there to um, really enjoy the benefits of your newfound wealth. And so what happens is, and historically the data is in, lottery winners end up broke within five to seven years, and um, a lot of sports stars within a few years after retirement, they're living under a bridge. And it just it just pains me so much because they have such an opportunity to do good and to impact young people. And yet they've never been trained. And sometimes, you know, there are people around them that keep them dumb. And that's part of the problem. But you really need to take responsibility for your own financial health and know that when you have sudden wealth like that, it's an incredible opportunity. And you have a choice. Are you going to educate yourself on how to employ that money so that it continues to grow for you and for future generations? 
or are you going to go wild and basically spend through the money in a few years? And that choice is up to you. And it's so important to take the time to say, how can I prevent the same thing happening to me that happens to so many others? Yeah. Well, what's your view, Sharon, on people investing in things or businesses or in investments that they don't understand? Is, is, is at some level, if you get good advice, is that okay? Or should you, you know, if, if I don't understand cryptocurrency, should I stay away from it? Well, that's a multi-tier answer to your question. So there's nothing wrong with learning something new but I wouldn't risk it. I wouldn't put a lot of money into it until you've educated yourself. Yeah. And you need to do the education. Find a mentor, somebody who's been where you want to go so that you're learning from somebody. And don't listen to advice, listen to counsel. And the difference between that is the advice is coming from somebody who just has an opinion. A counsel is somebody who knows what the what's happening with that type of business. They've been there, done that, they've had success. So you want to find people to follow or to learn from who have been successful in where you want to go. And don't be, you know, don't be hesitant to find that mentor to ask for help. Yeah. You know, a lot of people say, well, I don't want to look like I'm stupid. But when you ask somebody that has been there, done that for help, think of it as a, sh- a sh- sign of showing them respect for the value of what they can create and how they can support you. And again, it's just your mindset. So many of us, and again, to your sudden wealth syndrome, we've been raised with this mindset of scarcity. We're never going to have enough money. You know, um, save your pennies, pinch your pennies, money doesn't grow in trees. We hear that as we're growing up. And that that money negative talk is in our subconscious. And that's why we have this mindset of scarcity. But once you recognize where it came from, you can start releasing it and realize we do live in a world of abundance, but you have to train yourself. You have to find the right people, get the right education to be able to build that financial foundation. What is it about us as parents and as teachers that there's a reluctance to talk to children about money? Well, that's a super question because it is so true. A lot of parents are afraid to talk to their kids about money because they don't want to admit that they need to learn information as well. Um, This is not a sales pitch, but one of the reasons I create the programs I do, uh, a business kit to help kids start their own business or the game Thrive Time for Teens, it creates a safe environment where the lot of humor that parents can learn along with their kids. A parent, they can play the game and it keeps it out of the emotional level. But I think it's really a hesitancy, their own sense of scarcity, their own fear, their own feeling of not having it all together from a financial perspective keeps them from wanting to talk about it. And, and the gift of financial education is the gift of a lifetime. And so if you think about you were raised with these negative inputs on money, we can't afford it. When you say we can't afford it, it closes your mind. It's negative. You want to turn off the lights and get under the covers. (laughs) And so when you release that and change their thought process to how can I afford it, it opens your mind to the possibilities. It triggers the entrepreneurial spirit. Well, then ask yourself, what are you saying to your own children? Are you saying to your children, we can't afford it? Or instead, are you saying, John, Mary, I'm so happy you have a goal to get that. How can you afford it? What can you do to earn the money to get this? And what happens is those kids get very creative and come up with all kinds of ways to make money. And then the best part is they've set a goal. 
They've worked hard. They've re re gotten the money. They've purchased what they want. And in front of you, you see their self-confidence rise right in front of you. Finally, can I ask you about the influence of technology? If we look at kids now, they never go into a bank. They're doing everything on their phone. It, it does Again, do we, do we need to change the education piece uh, to, to keep up with the technology that's happening in, in, in financial management? Well, if we want to be cutting edge in the education world, we have to. I mean, our kids are there. The kids are, they know what's happening in the tech world of technology before their parents do. And so it's very important. I mean, one of the, I, I, this last year and a half, my husband and I got involved with the company EXP, which is a global real estate company that does everything virtually. And so every company, every organization needs to be able to um, stay up with the times or else it will pass you by. And so it's very important to recognize, and people say to me all, all the time, well, is cryptocurrency isn't here to stay. I said, well, it's here to stay. It's here. The question is, um, you know, are you going to educate yourself? Are you going to understand what you're doing? Or are you going to try and just be crazy and get into something because you've heard yeah. about it? You know, educate yourself, get the right education, all get right. the right people. Well, look, you're coming over to see us uh, at the Pendulum Summit on the 26th and 27th. Have you been to Dublin before? Are you excited to, to, to talk to an Irish audience? I have, yes, I have been to Dublin. It's been six or seven years. I cannot wait to come back. I kind of look like you guys I have freckles and red hair. I used to have red hair. It's kind of <laughs> white now. But um, yes, I feel like I come home when I come there and I cannot wait to see everybody. All right. Well, I look out for you in the audience now that I know what you look like. So Sharon Lecter, th uh, entrepreneur, philanthropist and uh, a keynote speaker at the Pendulum Summit. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. It's been a delight. If you're thinking of buying a residential rental property, ICS Mortgages can provide an excellent range of flexible buy-to-let mortgages, including interest-only terms of up to 15 years. We'll also help you to refinance your existing portfolio and grow your property investments. Call 0818-427-427, visit icsmortgages.ie or contact your local mortgage broker. ICS Mortgages, the mortgage experts. Lending criteria, terms and conditions apply and are subject to change. The entire amount that you've borrowed will still be outstanding at the end of the interest-only period. Dilos Dock Trading as Dilos and ICS Mortgages is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland.